everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today to have Fiona Goobelman back with us. It's been a couple of years since we got a chance to talk with you. And thank you so much, Fiona, for coming on the podcast. Of course. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. How have you been? I, it's only been three years. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. But it, and it feels like so much has changed in I those know, three right? years. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first met you, um, I, well, when we, when we did the last one for Worldly Ever After, that is, um, I was just, I had just, I believe found out that I was becoming a series regular on The Good Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, was, it just started. Then now it's been, you know, God, I, we're in our fifth season. And Amazing. so it's, it's definitely, life has definitely changed. Yeah, congratulations. That's very exciting. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. How was quarantine for you? Uh, and I were you in, did you end up being, were you in Canada for it? Yeah. So I, we, we were just, we, it was the last few weeks of um, Good Doctor. We really started kind of paying, we were paying attention to the news, um, the COVID virus and just kind of, because a few of our cast members go back and forth to the U.S. and where they were at the time they were living in the U.S. And so we were watching it very carefully. They were taking, at, at this time they were, already wearing goggles and um, masks and 95 masks on the plane and being very, very cautious. Um, and then we wrapped March 3rd of 2020. And then I was, my, my family, we were going to go down and visit um, the U.S. from Canada. We were going to head down. We had our whole trip planned for the hiatus to see everyone. And every day that passed, we were getting more and more nervous about the trip. And we finally decided to cancel it. And then um, less than a week later, everything shut down. So we, we were up here for a solid, um, year and a half before we left the country, um, to go see our family. So um, how much of the show had, uh, of this, of the season you were working on, had you all finished when well, it got pulled? We had finished, we finished, um, season three, um, two weeks pretty much before everything shut down. Wow. So we, we were, we were really fortunate to finish our season and, um, and then we went back and shot a full season four and we just went back a little late um, mm. into production. And then we ended up having to do a lot of Saturdays. Uh, we shot six day weeks, a majority, I would say of the season. So it was wow. definitely a bit tougher. And, uh, and really that the, the people was, the toughest on were the crew because they were working, you know, full days, six days a week. And then our, um, our writers, because they had to write the season in such a, a, a rushed pace. And then also mm-hmm. thinking about all the COVID things, the COVID precautions, um, and how to figure how to work that into the, the world of the show. When did you guys start back up? Um, for season four, we started mm-hmm. mid-August, mid to late August, 2020. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were supposed to be the first show back actually up here, but we had some, we had a bumpy start kind of, um, and so we, we were delayed a few weeks. And so I think two other shows might've started before mm-hmm. us. Was that kind of surreal getting back and in, into things? Yes. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was really hard because, um, for about, I think six or seven months, I hadn't been around any people. Mm-hmm. So to suddenly be around large groups of people was, was very uncomfortable. Um, and then, 
you know, this was a show that we'd already worked on for three years together. And so to come back and have everyone in masks and PPE and not be allowed to stand close to anybody, you know, you had to be at least six feet away from people and having all those precautions in place, it just really felt it really like the pandemic was in your face. Like you couldn't pretend that things were normal. So you were constantly aware of it. And then the first, um, the first two episodes we did of season four took place during the pandemic uh, that were set in the pandemic world. And so that first month of work was pretty hard uh, because of the subject matter. It was, it was, it took its toll emotionally on us, mm-hmm. um, I would say. And I think we were all relieved to get past that. Um, but it was also, I mean, it was very humbling when you are pretending to be a doctor and you're having to go through all the medical stuff that real people are doing. And at the end of the day, I can take it all off, but, and I'm just playing pretend. And then you realize that there's actually nurses and doctors and other frontline workers that are out there and doing this for months on end, years on end now, and they don't have an escape from it. And their, their lives are way more on the line than ours are. And it gave you such an appreciation for how hard they work and what they're sacrificing and what they're doing. I was going to ask about the, that COVID episode because I, that got some press, some news and things. And, and did that make you feel more secure or less secure as far as the virus having to play out the episode or, or really didn't have any effect? I don't know per se I, how much of an effect it had in that sense. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it just having like a, I, I, I was pretty affected, I would say, emotionally by the pandemic, as I think most people were. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely struggled with um, depression and anxiety throughout it and really worried so much about, you know, I, I was in a very fortunate position to, for many reasons, and then to have found like my, I, both my mom and sister lost their jobs and, you know, to see what it was like to know what the strain was just on them. And then also to have friend, uh, close friends have relatives die uh, due to COVID and just, you know, like there was, mm-hmm. there was so much going on and, you know, then you and you're, I'd be watching the news and just seeing how it just devastated me to see all these people that were struggling, struggling for food, struggling for um, just companionship, just so many things. And so mm-hmm. throughout, you know, the pandemic, Uh, especially those first seven months, like I was really trying to find ways to give back, to help other people. Um, But at the same time, I was still living in my little bubble at home, right? Mm -hmm. I I didn't, I I wasn't seeing it firsthand. And so when we went back to work and suddenly it was not only was this usual space that we lived in different because you know, we were aware of the fact that people were wearing PPE. So it's like, again, you couldn't mm-hmm. pretend the virus wasn't there, but the, the storyline was all about pe- like, uh, like a character that my character cared about and a fellow actor that I really liked. They, they they died from COVID and just to have to act out the, the reality of those losses and those deaths. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it just took a toll. And again, yeah. nothing compared to what people were actually experiencing and dealing with on any level. I just, it, right. it, for me, it was definitely um, hard, but. Um, mm-hmm. 
Did you have any coping mechanisms like uh, making sourdough or, or uh, <laughs> some of these things that people were doing? Oh gosh. Um, I, I, a little bit, I would mm-hmm. say, I mean, exercise is one that I've always, that's always been a good stress release for me. I, I got back into reading a lot, which was, was nice, kept up. Um, I made it my goal to read one fiction book a month that is basically from somebody else's perspective in the world. Like it, I, I was like, you know, I, I don't want books that center around a white male who is heterosexuals, is mm-hmm. gender. Like I wanted characters that had different experiences in the world. Um, and, and so I've continued to do that. And it's been, it's been quite wonderful because I've read some incredible novels, but also it's just really helped to open my mind and expand my understanding of things that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a huge one. And That's I also cool. watched all the, I watched all the show, shows. I watched yeah. all the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you been, you, you binge watched a bunch? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I, I mean, I feel like, but you know, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's just, there's still so much out there and there's mm-hmm. still oh so much goodness. to watch. <laughs> A day doesn't go by that somebody doesn't say, you got to watch this show. You got to watch this show. (laughs) Oh my God. I still want to watch The Wire and The Sopranos. Like those are, I mean, Uh I am like, I have, I have a long list. I'm I'm trying to catch up on season four of Handmaid's Tale right now. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, so good. I had, but my, I had a friend's show Midnight Mass come out. So I had to binge that because it was amazing. And, um, but yeah, I'm going to get back to Handmaid's Tale soon. (laughs) Yeah. People are all tweeting about Squid Game and I'm like, I how am I supposed to fit this in? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what I did was I watched the first episode just to see. So I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, what is this exactly? Um, and uh, so, but I, uh, and of course now I'm hooked, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but there's shows I watch with my, yeah. <laughs> but uh, how about you? How have you been? How, how uh, um, did you find any cool um, hobbies and stuff? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely challenging. I mean, I was lucky that I work from, home. So that part of it wasn't a transition you know, that I was already used to, but still it was definitely tough, especially at the very beginning when they were worried that they thought I might have COVID, but oh. then I didn't have it, uh, but they didn't want me to be around my parents. And so that was tough uh, because my parents live about 10 minutes from me. And so I, uh, I, I didn't get to see them on Easter last 20 in 2020, things like that. And stuff like that. That was hard, but uh, but got through it. I I did watch way more television than I usually do because usually I'm a since I'm a film critic. Usually I'm a, a movie person, not a yeah. TV person. But uh, but I had you know a lot of fun with with different shows. I mean, something like Bridgerton was really fun. Oh, so much fun! <laughs> so much fun! Oh, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course my mind is blank at the moment, but no, there were a lot of really good shows, things like the Mandalorian and Ted Lasso, oh, the best. Yes. Ted Lasso was incredible. I can't wait to watch the second season. That's on my list. Oh. And then, um, and then, uh, I, I watched the first episode of Mandalorian and I thought it was fantastic. So that's another one I have to get back and watch. The problem is, is that because of my work, I, 
I have such little time to watch TV. And then my yeah. husband, he'll binge, like he'll watch The Mandalorian in two weeks. And then I'm like, ah, when am I going to watch it? We only have one TV. <laughs> it's so it's hard to, um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do, uh, I, I did start to do puzzles for the first time. That was pretty oh. exciting. <laughs> I never yeah, really had done puzzles. Oh, I'm a puzzle addict. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, what was I going to ask you? Um, did you find any good ones or like any tricks to puzzles? Well, my, my, I, my friend, she, she is able to kind of make the, make sort of mini puzzles, you know, it's like divided up into these like little groups and it's, it's amazing. She does it so fast. I can't even believe it. Uh, but, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, but every time I did, I did it with her. So that was helpful. Oh, that's <laughs> really good. fun. Yeah. That's, I, I like, I love puzzles and doing games with friends. Like mm-hmm. I am, I'm all about that, but I, I, that's, a, that's really cool. I, I never remember last time you talked about your ornament party and yeah. I was thinking, oh, that must've been hard for Fiona to to not be able to have Christmas and things like that the way it was hard for all of us but some of us are more social than others it was definitely sad to be away from my family um on Christmas and especially because I have nephews and um they are young and so I felt Mm -hmm. like I was definitely missing out on that um period of their life but I um I did do the ornament party virtually and um that was very fun um so I uh it was a great way to just like see everyone's faces and I set it up ahead of time so everyone had one person they chose and then they mailed them an actual ornament and so then we each everyone got their ornament in the mail and they had to hold it until that day and then they would open it Mm. while on zoom and stuff so that's so fun yeah I'm glad Um, you still did it did something yeah it was, it was different. We had to adjust, of course, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Thank you for asking and thank you yeah. for remembering. That's so, that's, that's so sweet. Yeah. My, my 40th birthday was in January and I, I had big plans to, I was going to go on the Disney cruise. That was my hope, but obviously that <gasps> oh. didn't happen. Of course. Um, yeah. so we ended up my family, uh, we did a, um, virtual murder mystery party thing oh fun <laughs> so it was the great british knockoff is what it was called <laughs> and uh, it was all themed around the great british bake-off and it, it was it was it was really fun it was actually a very very a good time so that uh, you know you make you make things work oh my god i love that i'm so mm-hmm. sorry though about the the cruise are you going to try to do it again in the future mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. They have a new okay. ship that is coming out next year uh, called The Wish. And uh, I hope they'll be able to get some good deals uh, because, yes. you know, new. Uh, so hopefully by next year, I'll, you know, I have done some traveling, uh, but uh, hopefully by next year's, I would feel comfortable on a cruise like that. That to me, like a cruise is kind of scary still so closed and you're like stuck there in the water like I don't know it makes me a little nervous it would make me nervous yeah I mean yeah someday I, I just feel so. like we're living in this new world this new reality mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah oh yeah <laughs> definitely 
Um, well, so the you all ended your season with a mission trip to Guatemala in the show uh, yeah. on the Doctor. And so what was that all like? Did you do that in, uh, in, were you still in Vancouver to film yeah. it or, okay. Yeah. Um, I, listen, I've been pitching for years. Let's go to Hawaii. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Good doctor. Hawaii. I don't know why. <laughs> that happen, Spin off. Um, or Australia. Good doctor. Australia. <laughs> um, right yeah like morgan, morgan goes, goes <laughs> like morgan goes and works in hawaii for a thing be uh but in the uh um what was i gonna say um i it we we shot it all here in vancouver we shot it in a few different locations um outside the city and one was a few hours away actually but um we we did. They they were able to make it work um, in terms of the sets. I I thought it looked mm-hmm. amazing what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did a really good job, and you know it was it was really fun shooting those episodes because we all got along so well as a cast, and so when we all get to be together in a group like that, it's it's pretty fun. I mean, last mm-hmm. season for Morgan, I was really split apart from everybody. I kind of had my own storylines, and I would the only person I'd work with um mainly would be will so Mm -hmm. getting to do those two episodes where it was all the cast together was was quite lovely um Mm -hmm. and we just had so much fun uh but but at the same time it was bittersweet because antonia was leaving and she's such a dear friend and such a lovely presence that you know we were all very upset that she was leaving Mm -hmm. now your character is very competitive or at least i started out that way i how is that for you to kind of tap into that energy? Um, you know, it's, yeah, she, uh, first of all, yeah. Um, Morgan is definitely, um, competitive still. I I don't think that that will ever, um, be something that she's not. I mean, that's just kind of a part of who she is, but she, I think the one thing that people don't quite always realizes that she's more she's competitive in like a sporty way like she loves she grew up as an athlete and so to her competing with people is is a fun challenge it's it's she's she would never do something um to necessarily you know she would never try to sabotage someone you know it's the competition to her still needs to be clean um if that makes sense and so she's competitive but it's a sport it's a game for her um, so I think that's, that's always there, but, mm-hmm. but to say, you know, Morgan has definitely evolved greatly over the past five seasons. I, I, it has just been such a joy to be on this journey with her and to see all the ways in which she changes and the things that she does and the ways in which she grows. Um, it's been quite fabulous. Great. Um, that, that sounds great. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. 
It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. We have a new Hallmark movie coming out this Yay! weekend. Very exciting. Uh, called, <laughs> called The Vows We Keep. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the movie and your role? Um, the Vows We Keep is, it's, it's a little different than some of the other um, Hallmark movies I've done because those have been more just, I would say more romantic comedies. Um, and this is, this is considered one of their Hallmark movies and mysteries. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just absolutely like, it's, it, it was such a fun experience um, because I, I got to work with a dear friend of mine, Zibby, who um, plays my sister in the movie. And so we got to have so much fun um, doing that. And then just like everyone in general on the, on the film was just was so lovely and our incredible um director Jess and the producers but um anyway sorry I'm totally uh I'm going off on a, a tangent but basically I play um an event planner who is kind of at this crossroads in her life where she's not quite happy with her work and where she is and she ends up through different thing uh the she ends up through this film sort of growing up a bit is about she her sister has this wedding planned at this beautiful um wedding locate wedding venue called the rosewood and she basically her sister finds out that the rosewood is being sold and her sister's upset and so I'm able to convince the owners of the Rosewood to allow us to throw my sister's wedding in three weeks. And so it's kind of, you know, so that you have the relationship with my sister, you have my relationship with the people selling it. And then you have my relationship with, uh, with myself and the growth that my character um, has. And, you know, what I, when I read this script, I was just so excited about it because it was just a departure from the films that Hallmark normally does. I'm not sure if you know this, but they've been really Mm-hmm. kind of changing their typical films and yeah. trying to broaden um, broaden their audiences, but also just be more inclusive um, mm-hmm. in their storytelling. And I was really drawn to the fact that it was a female director, a female producer, that two of the, like, it, it was very much an ensemble piece where two of the main characters were women in their 70s. Um, my character is in, in an interracial romance relationship. My sister is getting married to someone of a different faith. And it just felt that it was very, um, very progressive. And I was really excited to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really, it's a really sweet movie. And I'm, I'm just, I, I just can't wait for people to see it. I'm very excited. We shot this back in May. So mm-hmm. the, I'm, I'm just thrilled that it's coming out now. Well, it's interesting that you say that because... I, when we read the summary, we were like, this sounds like a, a Hallmark channel, not a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So it does have, from what you're saying, it sounds like it does have those, uh, that emotional weight that you want from a drama, more of a drama. Yeah, it's definitely more of a drama. It's, it's, def- it's not as much of a, like, a, it's not as light um, mm-hmm. as some of the past ones. The, the relationship between the two sisters, um, there's like definitely a bit of a mystery there and a bit of, um, you know, you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on and they have a past. And so there's that. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, it's definitely, there's a lot of crying in the movie, but in a oh. good, beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm just trying to think of ways not to spoil too much, but it was mm-hmm. just, it was just such a, it was just so much fun. And it just felt, mm-hmm. it's about something, you know, um, it's about relationships mm-hmm. and growth. So I yeah. really, well, you know, Antonio. Sorry? Is a good so Antonio is a good friend of ours and he raved about it. He had a great experience and working with you and everything and and uh, that must have been fun to work with him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, well it's so funny because he um he's he's hilarious and he's such a he's just such a sweet sweet man and it, it he reminded me at first a, a lot like Brendan Penny who I did um Easter under wraps with and and mm-hmm. it turned and I was like you guys remind me like you have similar humor and it turns out that they're good friends and I was so we would like send funny videos to Brendan and try to mess with him because Brendan and I've stayed in touch and have remained good friends from our film and it was it was just it was it was lovely so mm-hmm what was it like to shoot one of these movies with all the, like the COVID restrictions and everything like that? Well, um, I think because I was one, so we're so strict on the good doctor, even this season with everyone being fully vaccinated, it's still so strict that, um, this film was done just it was differently like on the good doctor we're tested at least three times a week you're mm-hmm. um like I was you know like I literally I went and got my COVID test this morning I was like coming back from there to come to do this interview um we um it's just completely different um but we shot um our, our the vows we keep almost entirely outdoors and mm-hmm. or the scenes indoors would be with very very small people and so it, it felt, it felt very safe. I, you know, I, I was, that was actually something I was nervous about because I knew that the testing and stuff would be different. But when I called the director before I signed on to do the project, I spoke with the director and she had worked with these producers before. And I'd actually had remembered her telling me about this a year prior about her experiences with them. But, you know, Kim or Kim, like the producer, she, it's, it's such a, um, she, you know, Jess, our director had mentioned that this was the safest she'd felt working on a, a an indie film in the past year. Um, and, and it was, she was right. Like they were super great with making sure everyone had their PPE on and was following protocol, but they also rewrote the script so that almost the entire thing was shot outside. And if there were indoor scenes, it was very small groups of people. And, you know, I'd be working with Zibby, who's like, a good friend and she was one of the few people I'd spent time with outside of the pandemic and I knew Antonio was safe because he had a newborn at home and so I, I just felt mm-hmm. you know it just felt very safe on the set and you have to do a lot of ADR if it's all shot uh, outside or most of it shot outside <laughs> you know what's funny is I this was the I I did the least amount of um ADR on this film that I've ever done on another <laughs> so yeah I don't know um but it was it was great Kim Arnott um the producer one of the producers on it from up here in Canada she was so lovely though and she and her team um they did such a phenomenal job making sure that we felt safe and that they were following protocol so Mm -hmm. was it fun kind of putting on a wedding Uh, I may assume that there's a wedding in the movie uh having all of that I've always thought that must be kind of fun to have fake wedding Yeah. I mean, I was, I I would say 
yes. I was just really glad that I didn't have to be in the bride dress this time (laughs) because they're always so uncomfortable when you think about wearing it for like two days, three days, you know? And so, um, but it is, it is fun um, to get to do that and just to get dressed up and, you know, our, our costume designer in this film was amazing. And we had, oh my gosh, all these gorgeous um, hair pieces in the movie that uh, France Lux sent over for the film. And um, so we just had the cutest um, hair pieces that were like really fun. You can see like Zibby, like she and I had these beautiful pieces for the wedding, but then just kind of throughout the whole thing, we had just fantastic stuff. And um, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. I love that. I, I wear a lot of France Lux stuff on the, on the good doctor. And that was how I found them. And then um, they sent some stuff to the movie, which was so fun. So That's I don't know. Cool. It, it, it's a departure too, because I'm the good doctor. I wear very simple makeup and my hair is it, it always looks gorgeous, but again, it's very, you know, it's real. It's pretty simple because I'm working in a hospital. So yeah. I don't get to have fun with cute hair clips and things like that and accessories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, and yeah, I've always thought that oh, it's a shame they don't just have somebody get married. They set up all these weddings and it's all there. They should just have somebody <laughs> get married. Have an actual <laughs> wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Make um, it a contest or something. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, that actually is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're excited for the film. Definitely, I think it sounds really good, and uh, you know, especially the the casting and everything. I think uh, it'll make it really special. So that'll be fun coming up. And uh, so last time you were with us, we did the regular our regular fun questions. We have. Uh, since you've already done those, we have some holiday themed qu- questions. Ooh, okay. I know. So put on your Christmas cap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. What is your favorite holiday drink? Uh, eggnog. Mm, yeah. yeah. All right. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Oh gosh. Um, Okay. I, first of all, I said eggnog, like it was like a torturous drink, by the way. I love eggnog. Sorry. <laughs> I was just so like, I, I get like competitive and I'm like, oh, I must answer quickly. So, um, <laughs> so, um but I um, love eggnog. My favorite treat. Um, I love, I, I, I can't remember the name of the cookies, but they're like little white almond cookies covered in powdered sugar. Oh yeah. And like, I, th- I want to say they're like Mexican wedding cookies or something like that, but I'm mm-hmm. probably completely wrong. But the other thing that I really, really love to eat at Christmas is we always in my family, like Christmas morning, we wake up and we have champagne and um, Tosca and chip beef on toast for breakfast. Oh. Now, let me just say, I'm a vegetarian, so just not actually chip beef on toast, <laughs> but it's a, um, a vegan gluten-free version that we have figured out. And so we have that for breakfast. And then I make this thing called Tosca, which is this cake that has almonds on it and sugar. It's basically like a lot of sugar. So that's like we, my whole life. We've done that. You know, obviously I didn't start having champagne until I was older, but that's like our big special Christmas morning tradition. So, um, that's How did that evolve really the like. chip beef well, and everything. My mom, I, you know, it's, I don't know, like my mom is British. And so she, um, I feel like the chip beef was just something they did in their family. And then the Tosca I need to ask her about that because I think that was actually introduced to Christmases with my, my paternal grandmother. Uh-huh. Um, 
And so I think that is when, when they started doing that. Um, and, but it's just so delicious and it's, it's, yeah, so that's, that's how I like to spend my Christmas mornings. And mm -hmm. then, um, yeah. And then last year I made some amazing, with the help of a friend, we made the most beautiful sh like Christmas cookies and mm -hmm. she's amazing at decorating them. Um, I'm going to, I need her help again this year. <laughs> wow. That um, sounds fun. Yeah. I, I love traditions like that. It was, it was funny last year. Uh, it was only me and my parents at Thanksgiving. And usually we have, you know, friends, family, large uh, group. And <laughs> my mom only made one pie because it's like three people. They don't need more than one pie, of course. But it was so, so weird. Like, it was like, what is this Thanksgiving with one pie? Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. One year at Christmas, we did or Thanksgiving, I think, I think we did nine pies. We were crazy yeah. that year, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's hard when it's just, yeah, just two of you or three of you. And you're like, well, I guess, yeah, you can't have seven pies or nine pies or whatever. <laughs> yes. But, All right. Well, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um, I, I Mar the Mariah Carey, um, yeah. all I want for Christmas. And then mm -hmm. I would say, oh God, it's the one from home alone. I'm totally blanking on the name. Um, Carol the bells. No, that is a great one though. Um, I'm looking at it oh. because I'm totally wanting to remember. Please, I want to, yeah, please come home for Christmas. I think that's the one. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's in yeah. there. And they have, um, rock around the Christmas tree and home alone as well. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to have a new Home Alone this season. What? Really? Yeah. New one coming out in November, oh which I don't gosh. understand how you do it because I don't know how a kid gets Home Alone now when you've got apps and, you know, you've got a million ways to contact each other. Like, I'm not sure how that. Oh my God. Happens, have you but... seen that? Like, there's like a, there's like a, if Home Alone was made, um, Oh, the ad with Macaulay Culkin. It, it was like it was like if Home Alone was made now, it'd be a five-minute movie. <laughs> like, right. um, yeah, that's why I'm you know. saying I'm like, how are they going to make this movie? But yeah, it was like it was like Kevin's <laughs> mom calls from the airport, and then you know, yeah. oh yeah, like oh you're at home. Okay, we'll be right there. Bye. Yeah, I mean, like, because I mean, you was could, like not, roll credits. It was yeah. So he funny. could he could be you could find out that he's home and you could have food delivered and a care you know caretaker uh, Santa sitter or whatever you could exactly. do everything from Paris it would be no big deal <laughs> yeah it was yeah that was that's so funny but they're coming um, yes, up with I, something so that'll be interesting oh my gosh. to see well we'll have yeah. to see there's so many movies coming out I bet you're I very know. excited all right <laughs> it's going to be on Disney plus and so that should be fun yeah like everybody's doing a Christmas movie even on Discovery plus like on there, they are going to have one on there with them, uh, with Reed Drummond from, uh, from the food network. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, I'm just looking up the cast for this, um, home alone movie and it looks great. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. Disney I'm going to be watching this. Mm -hmm. I'm watch it. Yes. Uh, so speaking of movies, uh, what is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Uh, elf no life. no no it's the one where a oh, wonderful life thank you i was like yeah. uh, not miracle on 34th street yeah it's a wonderful oh, life we watch that. Yeah, yeah every year so i just it's 
it's such a beautiful film and I love it so much. So, um, it's so good. I love it too. All right. Uh, which do you prefer Scrooge or the Grinch? Oh my God. Scrooge is one of the best movies of all time. So Scrooge. Oh, but you meant like Scrooge or Grinch. I, I just, you were talking about movies. So I had to say Scrooge. That's another one. We watched Scrooge every year at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And then nightmare before Christmas is kind of like, yeah all fall so. that's like your transition movie from yeah. halloween to yeah. christmas exactly <laughs> uh which do you prefer clear lights or colored um both i know that's like a lame answer but um i like both we have a a fake uh, artificial christmas tree um we usually do colored mm-hmm. on it and we like colored outside but there's something so magical about so like white twinkle lights like in mm-hmm. trees kind of all year round honestly so so maybe so maybe color at christmas and white all year round how's that <laughs> very good very good which would you rather do be in a snowball fight or build a snowman uh build a snowman very good all right or would you snowball consider hurt. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true uh would you consider yourself to be a good gift wrapper or not sometimes sometimes if you really work on it if I have yeah I used to be the one who would like be like I want to watch I'm like oh god uh, just, just just put in a bag <laughs> yeah so I would say that I can be if I choose to be but the um but like don't expect it okay. <laughs> All right, last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? Do I have one? Yeah, what's your ugliest Christmas sweater? Oh God. Um I I have to email you a picture of me in my ugliest Christmas sweater. It's hilarious. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna email you that. It's it's very, very funny. We did ridiculous. My husband and I again used to, when we had energy and time and sleep, <laughs> we would make like hilarious Christmas cards and send them out every year. And um we did we did yeah, so I'll 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 have to find those and send it to yeah. you. Um that'd be fun. I yeah, I think right now. I know I have one. I just can't remember. I of course have one that my good friend Anne gave me this cute, like I'd rather be watching Hallmark Christmas movies and drinking wine shirts that I'll have to wear this, um, this uh, Sunday night when the movie airs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, that would be great. Uh, speaking of that, where is your uh, social media? If you want to reach out uh, to you. Oh, it's very hard. It's my name <laughs> at okay. Fiona Googleman, which actually is hard because I mean Fiona Goobleman is not the easiest name to spell but um yeah well thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us it was so much fun and hopefully we won't won't be three years before we do it again oh my gosh absolutely not it's always such a pleasure (laughs) to talk chat with you and um I yeah thank you so much for for reaching out and making this happen I was so excited well we're looking forward to the new movie and uh and so if you're listening let us know what you think of all the things we talked about we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so check that out and also make sure you're following the podcast hellmarkies pod and hellmarkies podcast all of our social media and if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews we really appreciate that and if you are listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up subscribe to the channel 
We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch tour. Check all of that out. And thanks again, Fiona. We really, really appreciate it. And we hope you have a really great fall season. And oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. You too. Good luck on the, with more of the good doctor as well. And uh, yeah, we will, we will hopefully talk again soon. Bye everyone. Awesome. I hope so. Bye. <laughs> Bye.